Last time on The Lion and His Mane. Leo, it's uh, frowned upon to crawl under people's desks. There is no trips to the shitting log. Uh, no, there. No, nothing like yeah, that. Now no, forget about that stuff. Do you have to buy super glue every time you need it? Well, not anymore, because now we've got aerosol can glue. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to ramble! Welcome to number uno. Uno! Uno! Kelda, 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 welcome, Fano. Leo the Lion, slain the main, or as sometimes like he calls me the buff oyster, which is, <laughs> is quite fun to be called. It is funny, because you're from Bluff, and they have oysters, and you're a bit buff. Fashion choices, mate. Talk me through uh, this faux denim shirt you're wearing. Phenom, we're calling oh, it. Oh, yeah, fake denim. yeah, okay, faux denim. So it's kind of a very, very light, almost white, blue denim shirt. Was it know? always that colour? up shirt. Was it always that colour, or did mum get, to, yeah, it get to it with the bleach? No, it would have always been this colour, and then the sun's gotten to it. And ah, then, but not the pocket. Picked up not the pocket. Colors. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, it's set aside. You can, I've gone through a few chubby phases where the shirt doesn't fit, and then some really skinny phases where I'm like, I could wear the shirt again. And then today, it was too hot outside for a jacket, but too cold for just a t-shirt. I went in the middle ground with an overshirt. All right, there you go. Well, I, I disagree. I think the t-shirt's perfect, although you don't have quite the insulation I have. No. Nah. Yeah. No, it's certainly not. And and that thing you just took off, he's not undressing. Very much, <laughs> the, the bracelet. Tell us about that. Okay, it was a good little bracelet. If you've ever seen any um, the Viking bracelets, if you've ever watched the show Vikings, they had the band that they'd get. Or Norseman. Or Norseman. It goes around, it doesn't quite connect at the top. And at the top, where it doesn't quite connect, the ends are the skulls of ravens. And in my mind, it is Viking-themed. And they are the Ravens of Odin, which is Hugin and Munin, which is, um, stands for thought and memory. Weirdly enough, very quickly, Odin gave his eye to his uncle Mimir to gain all knowledge. So he sacrifices his eye, that's why he has no eye, and he gained all knowledge. And it was so overwhelming, he split his thought and his memory from himself and made them into two ravens that follow him around and sometimes do his bidding. Man, that is a busy Monday. That's pretty cool, though. isn't it? And, it, uh, <laughs> and again, like shout out to Odin for the lack of frost giants. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. No frost giants. I do appreciate it. Though to be fair, I've never met one, and maybe it would be better with them, because it's getting hotter. It is. Yeah. But maybe frost would be nice. We could just plant them somewhere, and I think the air, the general area around them, would cool quite rapidly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think we're not using mythology to its full potential. You know, science is great, but a bit of magic would be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, though? Just a little bit. So you're speaking of magic there. Oh, no, um, I've run out of... Oh, my, my lighter's not working anymore. Conjure yeah. fireball. You know. Exactly. That, wouldn't that be good? That would be easy. I mean, there'd be a lot of fires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to the firefighters. Yeah, you got to be busy. We might need to do a swap. It'll be like, okay, you're allowed to consume alcohol or have magic. You can't have both <laughs> because we know there'll be trouble. <laughs> What happened to the roadworks? Oh, some drunk bastard came around last night and started like conjuring up all the ground. Don't I mean, drink great. and fry. Do not drink and fry. Yeah. yeah. Or drink and fly because magic, right? Yeah. He's like, a, oh, look at him. Oh, he's hammered. Oh, he's, oh, he's wow. imitating a pigeon. Wow, he's flown into that, that window three wonky. times. Oh, he's forgotten how to fly. No, he's got it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Imagine that though. Like you're just at the window in your home. 
you know, looking out the window, whatever, having a cup of tea or something, and a human just flies up into the window instead oh, of a bird. Boom. Boom. <laughs> and then, he, then he's a bit feral, he's a bit hammered. So oh, he, is he, he breaking gets, his neck? Oh, he's, no. he's in the house, you know, and if you've ever had a bloody bird in the house, and you, you try and coax it out very gently, like, he's like he's flying into on, your house and now he's on. panicking, <laughs> flapping around and your he's living room. doing this stupid bird thing where he flies into <laughs> shit. Like, hey, stop it, this stop is it. why I voted against magic. Tries <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. again, stop it. Thinking of that, though, I mean, like, you know, when, when things become really normal in life, and they're weird. You look out the window and a guy's flying by, like, of course you're going to go, whoa, what the hell is, th- whoa, what's going on out there? But if it, everyone's doing it and it's normalised, you know, you just go, oh, the, where he's going. But what about airplanes? So we see airplanes now, normal as, right? But in the future, we probably run out of fossil fuel and these things won't have enough juice or we focused on kind of clean energy and we stop using planes and then we don't see planes and then there'll be generations that don't understand planes to see one flying through the air to hear it roaring before you see it and then pop out from behind a cloud would be like seeing a dragon for the first time and thinking that you know they don't exist and then just going what the hell is that you know and it's an airplane you're telling me that's just heaps of metal hurtling through the sky well there goes all the science that i thought i knew out the window <laughs> and you used to use those without anti-gravity fields right yeah yeah yeah. didn't yeah. they fall out of the sky well occasionally yes some even crash into buildings why don't you just fly <laughs> why do you, do you just sit in that thing do you think if flying became normalized uh, as we were just discussing you know how you see a car driving past and you're like oh shouldn't stand on the road or oh, i'm a bit close to the road yeah you know would it become like that for plane like you're having a cloud like oh the old boeing yeah it's past, like Watch out, bro. You're going to get hit. But would you have planes? If, if everyone could fly, then you'd kind of be like, a plane would just be so that you could fly long distance and sleep at the same time. Well, we can walk and we still have buses. Yeah. But maybe you could just like get somebody, you know, you, you tie a leash to yourself and somebody else. They fly, you sleep, like driving a car, and then you swap over and they have a sleep while you fly. And you're just being like hung, you know, you're just dangling on a, on a little leash, <laughs> flying each other over the oceans to get somewhere. That'd be good for blood flow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the other thing. So, you know, when people talk about um, superpowers, this is a great conversation. Oh, this, oh, if you've just tuned in. You're in for a treat. It's kind of weird because you don't just tune into podcasts. You'd be listening to the whole start of it. But this, it's be, it's number or not, number six, and we're finally getting into the real stuff. The important superpowers. issues. The important issues, mate. If you got to have a superpower, which one would you choose? Oh, God, I knew. As soon as you started saying that, I knew you were going to throw it at yeah, me. Yeah, no. Would you, I mean, you got super fast, like the Flash, maybe? Uh, yeah, but see, I watched, uh, I don't know what the series is, my old man was watching it on Netflix, and there's a dude who could run really fast, and he accidentally ran through a person, and he oh. stops, and, he, and, and he's like, sorry, and just keeps going. Like that, is, that is uh, it, The Boys. Yes, that's and what it is. And it has two Kiwis, Carl Urban and Anthony Starr as the lead roles in it, that which is Carl, amazing. Carl Urban, he is a good lad. Oh, he's he, they did an interview on a rock He's up there with one of my favourites. Oh, yeah. mate, what a ledge. Yeah. Like, just, just the quickness of the man's comebacks. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you often see, like, celebrities, movie stars, and they're kind of super bland in real life. Like, yeah. But, you know, you know, like in the movie, they're just hyped up. Ben Stiller. Every order, every interview he's in, it's like he actually has no joy until he's playing a character. And then it's just like, are you putting that joy on now? Because I've seen you in interviews and you look bored. Well, look at the thing about Jim Carrey, mate. Yeah. Like, like he's probably a very, he, I'd say he's a very different man these days than he was back right, in the age of He's certainly got a bit mind wonky, hasn't he? He has a bit, yeah. But I mean, like, you see him and, and some of his interviews, it's just, he seems bloody depressed, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, it's weird. I mean, he had, had amazing uh, interviews where he's very funny and he does the whole but he's probably playing a character star thing and yeah he's maybe he's putting it on to kind of sell himself a bit more and now he doesn't need to he's in the 40 mil club 
Oh, yeah. Uh, the 40 plus mil club, which is, you know, Will Smith and a few others are in there. Yeah. Basically means they don't get paid any less than $40 million to do a picture. That, which is crazy. It's not a bad gig. This also it? means like, this picture better sell. But yeah. also because they're in it, it, it will. sells at it least sell. that amount. <laughs> yeah, so it does well. So answer the bloody question. Yes, sorry. Back to the question. Um, <laughs> what superpower would you have? Mind reading would be very good. I reckon that that's, that's a gift and a curse, that one. There's yeah. only so much we actually want to know. We are mentally, as people, if you are so, so strong in your own concept of yourself that hearing everyone's thoughts about you and stuff like that won't affect you, then I think you're actually a bit crazy and not as human as you thought you were. I think it's very human to be like a little anxious, a little worried about what people are thinking and, and how that's going to affect you and things like that. So to hear all of these little quiet thoughts that people have all the time, so you've done them yourself. You've had that little thought about somebody. Oh, yeah. Who's walked past. And even yourself, you thought, oh, that was an awful thing to think. Why did I do that? Oh, constantly. Yeah, but they're hearing it. So yeah. they have that ability. They, they'd hear that and be like, oh. No, and not, I would have it. Yeah. Not them. They'd hopefully hear you say, oh, why did I think that? That was awful. And then they go, it was awful, but at least he thought so. <laughs> like, at least he thought about me. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a gift and a curse, that one. Oh, okay, that's a, that's a fair assumption. What about yourself then? What, what are you going to... Oh, well, okay, let's talk you through it. So I've thought about this because... Well, I feel like you've got the advantage because I haven't thought about this. <laughs> I, think, I, think about it, I think about it a lot. So with super speed, you also want super fast reactions, right? If you run as fast as Flash, but you don't see the building coming up, you're going to be as flat as a pancake on the side of it for not changing direction because like you didn't see it you didn't have the reaction speed to keep up with your own speed so you also need to have super fast reactions uh, you can't just be super fast the other thing flying right having flight is you will be tempted to fly up to altitudes where you can't breathe or it will be so cold you will freeze and fall and die hence iron man one suit mark two ah uh, yes you know what i'm talking about that's right yeah. yeah you know it's the icarus thing if you fly too high you will flow too close fly, to the sun. fall to your death and so i think flight you'd also have to have these kind of temperature regulation abilities as well so that you can maintain that otherwise you're putting on all your warm fluffies and your goggles and you're like where are you going I'm gonna fly well superman just has a cape oh superman's crazy uh, <laughs> That, be, suit cold is, up there. that suit is incredibly insulated. <laughs> as fun as it would seem. So uh, going through that thought process, and I did think about mind reading as well, and I thought, I don't really want to know everything all the time. I'd hate to think some of the things that people will think about me on the sly as much of a benefit as you would get at you know, a game of poker uh, by being able to read people's You minds. make a fortune real quick with mind reading. Yeah, yeah, but you'd be a real sad rich bastard like most of them. I and think then, you're right. Mind reading would bring about depression. Yeah, it'd Absolutely. be tough, man. Yeah, yeah. It, hey, and back to the flight we just spoke about. You know, these days they're actually developing these almost Iron Man-esque type suits. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exoskeletons and that and They can fly. And, so I watched a video of one, a dude flying around, flying around, and he's been practicing on this thing for, I believe, like six months or something before yeah. they shot the video. Oh, what a cool now, job. Y yes, yes and no. And this brings me to my point. With the ability to fly, you also want super duper strong joints because this dude constantly oh, yeah. landing that little Iron Man suit, not from a great height, he just lands on the ground, you know, donk, donk. He's got incredible pain in his knees. It's like ripping his cartilage. Every and stuff. time he lands, it's bang, man. Well, I mean, that's why you need the exoskeleton to take all that impact instead of your actual leg. That'll be a part of what they're working on. I mean, you know, when they were working on Wi-Fi for the first time, they didn't have any form of protection because they didn't know enough about Wi-Fi. And then all the people who were working on it got cancer later on and died and stuff. Is that right? It's really dangerous. Well, I heard that from a guy who had a brother working on it and he died from, from cancer. It was awful. But so he, he avoided Wi-Fi until he was like, I guess I can't avoid it because even my neighbor's Wi-Fi is 
hitting me from both sides now. Yeah. But of course, there's been protection ever since. You're getting uh, gangbanged by Wi-Fi. Normally, growth- you use the Wi-Fi to access the gangbang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the growth of technology, you know, is, a lot of people die during the invention thing. Gotta, they'll be working on that. The exoskeleton will take it from his knees. And All right, it. Captain Tangent. What's your power? My power. Um, I would pick, and the reason why I picked this is because you only get to pick one power. Right? You That's don't get, right. You don't get to just say, I get Superman's, and then you can shoot lasers, be strong as the yeah, other. Superman has a plethora of powers. You only get yeah. one of them. You just get one, right? And because of what I said before, like flight, you'd be too cold, all of this stuff, I would pick telekinesis. Ooh. Telekinesis, the ability to move objects with your mind, right? But I'm also an object. So I'd be able to move me with my, my mind, and then I'm cheating and get to fly as well. I think there's a downside. I think I'll get really fat. I think I'll do less actual physical activity. I won't lift heavy objects. I'll just do it with my mind. Oh, man. I might not even go to the fridge. I'll just open it from another room and a sandwich will come flying out the corner straight. I won't even use my hands. It'll just go into my mouth. Imagine the beauty of that. Just the old, the bread flies out and it lines up perfectly. Like a scene from Harry Potter, you know yeah. what I mean? Your mayo spreads itself and then yeah. your ham finally dices itself and comes on there. Your buddy cheese, oh, your rocket, mate. The sandwich comes out, floats in front of you. And it and just assembles. No, rip, rips a bite out and then mushes it up and then just goes straight down your <laughs> I feel That's like how lazy it could get. I feel like you're going to have that almost choke to death. Um, <laughs> if you're drunk, you will choke to death because if you're sober and you go, "Oh, I'm choking," you can telekinesis out yeah, of your yes. thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're hammered and you do that, you're going to be showing off. Boys, watch us! Bang! Cut telekinesis out. Homelick, homelick, homelick myself. So there's <laughs> there's a side to that though where I wouldn't be using any more disposable cups. The liquid would just float near me. I'm oh, getting a coffee, eh? I'll take a little bit. <laughs> Old Andy downstairs, he put it in a cup. Here you go. You know, yeah. Thanks, brother. And then you just up towards you. But you'd have to do it slowly because you never know the temperature of oh, coffee. Oh, yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine doing the down the throat thing with a stinking hot. <laughs> no, Mc- no. Like, if the hottest coffees on the planet are bloody McDonald's coffees. Don't even question <laughs> well, me. Well, they got sued for that. I know. They didn't put a warning on it saying it was a hot beverage. I know. The person suing them got their money, but my. Gosh, you lost your dignity, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I um, don't know if you ever had it by the state of her. Uh, well, that sounds like it. But I mean, yeah, so. I, mean, I burnt is, my taco. I, over time, would I miss the activity of sipping? Would I? Would I miss having the cup and doing the little. Maybe I enjoy that and I don't know it yet because I, I do it all the time. But maybe I've just got liquid floating there from using my mind powers to float it. My mind bullets. Um, I would be able to like take a little bit and just and I drink it very quickly. But there's no tip, there's no cup. Maybe I start missing that. Maybe it's the uh, the oral fixation, like when smokers quit, but they still got nicotine going through a patch in their shoulder. Yeah. But they still want to do a little thingy with with a thingy going to their mouth. And they're like, oh, pen's great. And you're like, well, that's weird, isn't it? Smoke the back, stop it. Isn't that a bit weird that you've got to, you feel you've got to put something in your mouth to recreate this urge that you have? You've, you've got yourself so addicted to a chemical that you've transitioned to getting addicted to putting an object in your mouth that was a part of it it's funny you say that I once met a bloke Pavlov's dog mate ring-a-ding-ding salivate what is Pavlov's dog? oh Pavlov was this awful bastard I guess he was a psychologist of some kind put food in front of dogs Mm. and ring a bell to let them know it was food time they linked the bell to food and then he'd take the food away and ring the bell and the dogs would salivate for food. And he was like, aha, I have linked it. So he was he was playing with the mind. Yeah. But he was also he also did it in very brutal, inhumane ways to these animals and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he's Pavlov is known for at least giving some examples of how the brain works and people kind of use it to some degree. But also he is not spoken of in a very high light. He's a he's a bastard, is what he is. 
Speaking of the smoking thing and the phantom addiction, isn't it? When you know, yeah. you know, people like get phantom pain if like their arm gets chopped off or something. Yeah, it's kind of like that. And you say you make the point with the pen, like they have to put something in there. I once met a bloke who would still go outside. He would do everything he used to do, just no cigarette, because he just liked that. You know, like yeah. you know, like the best yarns at the pub in the smokers area, right? Yeah. At least in my experience, they are. Yeah, best networking places in the smoking zone at, oh, your, at your work. Mate, tell you that, mate. You want a job, you go, you wait till the bloody CEO's out having a dart. <laughs> How are you, honestly, Jim? It is very true. I've got this rum here, and, and look at this. Oh, a cig- another cigarette. Enjoy that, friend. Yeah. He go, oh, you're all right, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I've been looking for someone in this position. You know, exactly. That higher up who didn't know your name now knows your name from the smoking That area. higher up who vapes bloody pineapple-flavoured crap <laughs> in my face every day, he's done. Uh, you bring that packet of Winfields and come see me on Monday. I tell you, mate, because you you know when you're in those jobs, you're not in those circles, so you never actually rub shoulders with them ever. But then you're out in the smoking area and you're having a yarn about you know the state of the state of the business and what's going on and you know what do they need help with and, and you become a, a name they know and they look out for you. The beauty of the smokers area Smoking. makes everyone. Pretty much equals out there. Yeah. We're all out here just reducing their life a couple of minutes at a time, right? We're all doing right. the same thing. We all have common interests for the next two minutes. I went through a phase of um, of stopping smoking. I wore patches. It worked, worked a treat. You know, kept crazy urge. and it can't work that well. We just well, finished outside. The brain... Well, it didn't work. I got back into it, all right? I, was, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, the, but when I did give it up uh, for that time and was on, on nicotine patches... One of the things when you don't have nicotine and you're addicted to it, it fogs the brain. Like you become kind of weirdly stupid. I like to I like to liken it to being a backseat driver sitting in the back seat of your own brain. Something else is driving it and you're sitting in the back going, Why did you take a left here? I did real dumb stuff. I saw my sister once, I was walking down the road, didn't have a patch, didn't have a cigarette, see my sister on the road, and I go, Have you been out today? Of course she's been out. She doesn't live near me. And yet she's on the street that I'm walking down, and that's my question. Have you been out today? And she just kind of looked at me, and I'm in the back seat of my brain going, What? Have you been out today? What kind of bloody question is... She's under the sun right now, you numpty. What's your next question? <laughs> you go a bit dumb. And so I would wear the patch that got rid of it. I would try and do things like play table tennis at, at the work I was doing at Vodafone. And then eventually I kind of went, I actually like going outside. I like going out on my breaks and being outside of the office. So I'd go hang out with the smokers. I didn't need to smoke any. And because I had the patch, the smell of it didn't make me go, ooh, ooh, I could do with a cigarette. It didn't, none of that. But I still had the same conversation. I was out in the fresh air. It was kind of a bit more of a jovial social place to be. You got the best of both. Yeah. You got the best and, of both, yeah. And it's the thing. You, if you don't smoke, go out and hang out with the smokers. <laughs> nice bunch of people yeah, generally, <laughs> looking, out, looking yeah. out for each other. Generally, yeah. And if you are socializing with smokers, the moment when they are kindest is when they've got a durry in their mouth. Because <laughs> all that stress is gone for a couple of minutes. Yeah. It's a weird old thing, the old smoking. Like, Yes, it has it's incredible health implications and things like that, like ba- in a bad way, you know. Yeah, not not the but, incredible, but, but like, oh, just the deplorable, thing people, deplorable. The thing people do not account for is, say you've had an argument with your significant other. You're like, I'm stressed from this. I'm going out for a cigarette. Yes, that's bad. You've gone to use the cigarette to relieve your stress, but it also it takes you out of that situation for a few moments. It calms you down yeah. and it takes your mind off a little bit. I would say that has probably saved lives. Awfully scary thought that it saved lives, but I'm not going to disagree with you, actually. 
I believe that in relationships where things get too heated, there's a natural human tendency once you get riled up to win that argument. Otherwise, why are you so riled up? You, you engage lose. in a battle. It's yeah. a, it'd be it a battle of the minds and the wits, and but it's you still a battle. You look like a fool when, you're, when you get riled up and then you lose the point. They, they might be making really good points and you, you're refusing now to listen to it. So to go away, to take a step outside it, either go for a walk and calm down, all that kind of stuff, gives you this time to kind of internalize how you've acted towards that person. Uh, how you want them to feel, what they're actually saying, and for you to internalize and think about it. And then you come back. I've come back from a lot of arguments where I've just taken a bit of a, a time out, and I've come back and just straight away apologized and said, you've made a really good point. I'm so sorry. I was in the wrong there. I, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what I've done. I cocked this up. My bad. Yeah, I think my pride took over, and I just wanted to win, and I stopped listening to you. So I've heard you now, and you're exactly correct. I'm terribly sorry. And it'll work itself out from there. You would be surprised how often it is when you engage somebody like that and you say, I accept what you're saying, I agree with you, and I'm sorry. I've done this, and I've done it for these reasons. I'm sorry, I, you know, I, I disagree with how I've acted, but this is why I did it. How often that person will take their turn to do the same thing? Where they'll say, I really appreciate that, and to be honest, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have yelled at you about that. I didn't mean to make you upset in that moment. It's like one person has to drop their guard in order for the other person to realize, oh shit, my barriers are up this high. Is it exposing yourself? I don't know if that's the word it for it. It kind of is. But know, it's, like, are... it's like, look, I cocked this up. I do apologize for this. And I think a major point in that that a lot of people aren't good at, you have to give a, a solid apology. Just going, sorry, that's not on. That's not an apology. No. Sorry. No, no, you've got to say, look, I am sorry for these reasons. And perhaps next time I will do this to improve this. Honestly, uh, say, you know, apologizing for things is actually a very tricky thing to do it's really hard people don't apologize properly as i've found in later life i hate it man because i'm a great apologizer well you think of it this way if you say to somebody i'm sorry you feel that way or i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry that you're so upset you're not really apologizing for your own actions no you're not you're at all. apologizing for them having a cry all you're doing something. is highlighting a weakness almost yeah. within them and you're really you're kind of apologizing for something that you can't apologize for and and in the same moment blaming them yeah, <laughs> you're saying I'm sorry you got upset but I'm... if you hadn't I wouldn't be sorry <laughs> I'm totally okay with my actions and that is... but then you cried and I feel sorry for you for crying and it's just that is not an apology it's like a it's psychopath apology. apology is what that is yeah. or an arrogant apology you need to be able to understand what you've done and do you feel sorry about it you yeah. know like, and if you do then apologise for it and explain yeah. why you're sorry for it didn't this get deep and meaningful quickly well, maybe that's our real superpower, New Zealand. <laughs> Exploring the tough topics. The smokers area. Yeah. What have we got? We got smoking, superpowers, and uh, how to apologize. <laughs> I'd say that that's a trilogy right there. Oh, wow. That's everyone's dream to be able to get all those three topics out at the same time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for flying into the window. Why you had to bring up smoking and now all I can think about is my husky voice. Uh, would I have, I could have sounded like a golden god without smoking? Or would I? Would I have been a little squeaky bugger? You would have been. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I think certain favours have been performed by the cancer sticks. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a, it's a trade-off really, isn't it? You potentially get yourself a job with your deep and now husky voice. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, or not get a job because of my deep and husky voice. Versus <laughs> just lowering that life expectancy quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I used to say when I was younger, you know, um, smoking takes seven years off your life or something. I'm like, I didn't want those seven years because they're at the end of my life. They're anyway. the miserable ones. Yeah. And if you think this euthanasia bill comes in, which, yes, you should vote yes for unless you're a monster. <laughs> yeah. It's my personal opinion. I, if I'm a vegetable and you're saying keep feeding him, I'm going to say no. Well, you're not. You're going to be a vegetable and you're going to just 
eat it. I, I will be thinking <laughs> no a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I will be twitching my eyes left and right to hope that you're catching no, it. No, no, no. Oh, he, he doesn't likes he it. like the porridge? Yes. Thank yeah. you, doctor. Get, some, get him some tapioca. Look how excited he is. He's wagging his eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, get out there and vote. Vote yes to euthanasia, please. Vote yes to legalise marijuana because who are you to tell me what I can do in my own time if it's not hurting anyone? Yeah. And, hey, there's a lot of revenues that come off the marijuana. I know I'm touching on it again, but there's a lot of revenues that people aren't thinking of. Okay, yes, there's tax revenue. There's also the hospitality industry. It needs to get back on its feet. Getting people stoned, they will use Uber Eats, which is going to crowd jobs. <laughs> this will keep chefs and, thing, and things like that and service staff in work. Like... <laughs> There is a lot of positives to this, and the old but boomer one. People won't eat right though. You know that, right? They're just going to eat half a loaf of bread and then just go and like drink ketchup straight from it. <laughs> I'm sorry, friend. I don't know what you do uh, when you're on the electric bar, but personally, I, I like to order like Mexican and Chinese. I don't and, own like either that. of those two I, things. I, <laughs> what, electricity or puha? <laughs> bread or ketchup? <laughs> oh yeah, I've got both of those. Yeah, well, I'm not living the fancy life. At the I'm, moment. I'm, I'm a student. I'm a student. Tony has come out saying that he's a better driver while stoned. Which, I mean, is the weirdest way to say you guys should vote yes on the referendum because I'm a better driver when I'm stoned. I mean, is this in comparison to you being drunk? Because, yeah. yeah. But is it also in comparison to you being sober? Because I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Thought. You must be a poor driver if you improve under the influence. Yeah, why are you better at driving baked when instead of sober like yeah. is it because you're more careful but at the same time why aren't you being careful your reaction you're your reaction time's also out the window <laughs> yeah yeah just whizzing around threatening my life oh. walking the streets catching funny, my funny buses that. i just touched on the the reaction time i take longer to just do menial tasks and motor skills and that sort of thing you know yeah. but you put me near a video game, I'm a machine. Uh, <laughs> I'm an absolute, you put me on Smash Bros, man, I'm pumping 20, 30 oh. knockouts, no problem. But see, that's different though, isn't it? Because fighting game, you're going to have... You kind of focus in on uh, it. You, you've got a task put right in front of you and there's no kind of branches going off anywhere. You just got, that's your task. You just got to beat the other guy and so you go and you go and you go and you beat him, beat him, beat him, beat him, beat him. But what if you're playing a game where you've got to use your map breeding skills and you just go, oh, where am I? And then you zoom out to the map and you're like, how does this work? Okay, so I'm somewhere... But saying that, I then am... you go come out of the map. Oh, okay. So I was north. No, oh, where am I? Look, and then go bring the map back up. Okay, hold on, focus, focus, dude. <laughs> static mini maps. If you're a game developer and you're listening to this, and you put a static mini map in your game, there's a special place in hell <laughs> where you're going to stub your toe, mate. You do not have a static mini map. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually really enjoying this uh, chat about. Uh, things under the influence but we should continue these topics and how different things affect you because both you and i are connoisseurs in various things because you get a different drunk even from like a beer to a rum yeah slightly yeah. different to a vodka to a gin to a tequila you know what i'm saying well i can and, certainly talk about the different ranges of alcohol and how they've affected me and trying to accomplish tasks <laughs> and in the words of our tutors a, uh, a speed break will entice the person to listen to the next segment so <laughs> there it is we're gonna be talking about being influenced under the influence on uh, <laughs> episode number Fetu. Yeah, I, I, I do like remember, this. Look yeah. at this. You're catching up Fetu. with the audio Māori. Well, I'm oh, catching up with the younger right. me who was all right at it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now now older me speaks half Italian and has sort of lost the Māori side Jeez, of it. that's not so bad, though. I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, you watched me order a jug of beer in the pub. Yeah, that blew my mind. We have an Italian guy come up to the table and drop off a beer and, and, and slang goes into a full Italian chat to him. I thought you could do a sentence or a couple of words here and there. But you proper had a chat. He replied, you replied. It went back and forth. I was blown away. The dude walks up and he puts the jug of beer on the table and Leo says to him, 
prego, which prego, means prego, prego. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. no, 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 Leo, grazie. grazie. And I was like, no, no. Hey, hey, Sal, un altra, un altra, per favore. Hey. Oh, okay, si, 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 si. To be honest, that's not what I was trying to say. I just like the way that prego rolls off the tongue. And I, so I did say it thinking I was saying grazie. But let's be honest, he is very welcome at the table if he's going to bring beer. But it also did kind of sound a bit like he went, uh, here's beer for you, my lord. And I said, you are very welcome to serve this. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> like he's going to thank me for being allowed to bring me beer. And I'm like, yes, you are welcome, my child. Off with you. <laughs> Be gone from my sight. That is all from us today. We'll see there you it for is. episode number Fetu, uh, when we talk about being influenced under the influence. From the lion in the mane. Yo, see you next time.